This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Good day and welcome to another episode of the Johnny Cleveland podcast. How is everybody on this Friday, July 14th? Let's see, I'm trying a little background music here. We'll see what we're going to go with this uh, Lofty music in the background. I don't like it. Do you like it? I don't like it. Let's try. Uh, this is mine. Yep. The Into Space intro i always like this one we'll play it quietly so you can still hear me and again uh welcome everybody it is a friday july 14th like as i just said yes i am if you're watching this on uh let's see twitter facebook i am dressed up i'm not wearing my cleveland apparel background if you're watching this you got the uh Browns NFL draft from a couple years ago, but I am wearing maroon. I know I'm not wearing the Browns colors. I am going up to Wooster, Ohio this afternoon and looking forward to that. Um, going to see a performance at the Ohio Light Opera or of the Ohio Light Opera at the old Freelander Theater in Wooster, Ohio. Wooster. It's Wooster, folks, it's not Wooster. I keep saying Wooster. I say that in honor of my late great, uh, my late grandfather. Edward Suchan, um, when he, when we first moved to Worcester, when I was a youngster, on his audio tapes that they would send us, uh, he would oftentimes refer to Worcester as Wooster, and so I like to say Wooster, and a lot of you like to say Wooster if you first see it, because it does look like the, the word rooster, and it's spelled the same way. Anyway, so I'm going up there to uh, Worcester and hanging out with my dad and mom. We're going to go see a performance at the old Freelander Theater there at the College of Worcester. And it's going to be the Arizona Lady. Highlight Opera, if you have never participated or gone uh, to Worcester or want to do something over the summer months, it is a great venue, a great place to go see some amazing uh, musicals, uh, drama performances, they perform a lot of uh, Gilbert and Sullivan musicals. This one is not Gilbert and Sullivan. It is called Arizona Lady. I don't know who uh, created the uh, show, but uh, I'm excited. I used to uh, work there for the Ohio Light Opera when I was a kid. It used to be an usher. And so um, being able to go back all these years later and having not been to a performance in years uh, is a real thrill for me. I know I'm a big sports junkie, but I do like my occasional music. I was in the band back in the day, the orchestras back in the day. Worcester had a really good high school um, band program. And I transitioned that over when I went into college, went to Hope College and was in their orchestra. But um you know, music and all of that has always been part of my life. And so it's always nice, though, to have a little bit of a mix, isn't it? Not only am I a diehard Cleveland fan, like all of you who are listening, hopefully, um, but I'm also, I, I, I love music. And uh, it really does help the soul sometimes if you can uh, escape into the music 
and I like it. So looking forward to it. I'll let you know how the performance goes. Going to hang out with the parents, which is always a positive on these. Uh, we're getting kind of into the dog days of summer. And I get to go back to my other gig, my job. I'm a, uh, by day, I'm a school counselor. And many of you know that if you listen to this show. By the way, we are part of the Fanatical Elves Network, and we would love for you to follow our network. You can follow us on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, any platform that has podcasting, we will be on. Find us, follow us, subscribe to us. We have a great running list of shows that go on every week. Earlier today, if you listen to the Fanatical Elves Network, you heard the Browns Blitz with Rod Bloom. Rod is an exceptional guy who does podcasting, um, and he does shows with his brother Jeff, and they've been doing their show for years, and he came on board with us several months ago, and I can't be uh, happier that he's joined our crew he puts out some great content. He's on episode 206. Interviewed a great guy named Jeff Rich. Yes, or last night the interview is on today. So check that out on the Browns Blitz. Yesterday, last night, we also had the Fanatical Elves show. And uh, yours truly was part of that with Elliot, the village Elliot. Just a great guy. Um, knowledgeable, beyond knowledge, uh, history buff. Uh, Browns, uh, just expert in all things and uh he is actually a a rocket scientist and so that uh he joined me um for our fanatical elf show last night and we also had our special contributor our youngster in the group sam sam is all the way down there in dallas texas uh at the ripe age of uh he's only i think uh 15 maybe 16 years old now but he is a rising podcaster loves the Browns. He has his own podcast called breaking down or break down the Browns and, uh, or Browns breakdown. He will be joining our programming more often. And his podcast too, will be part of the fanatical elves network. In addition, we have, um, the left guard, Joel Kate, who does a wonderful job of both doing his, what the elf was that. In addition, he, uh, partners up with uh, Elliot and they do the football philosophy and rocket science. Besides that, we also have Steve Gill down there in Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee, and he brings the Southern flair to all things Cleveland Browns. He um, has his own show called the Dog Pound South podcast, so you can catch that. In addition, we've got a couple extra uh, shows that we have every weekend. We have the Stadium Mustard show. And also the Any Given Sunday kickoff show. That show will be used primarily as we get closer to the football season and during the football season to have a kickoff before games start. And we'll also have post-game reactions to contests. Um, There's some opportunities that I will have later on this football season that I'm excited to be able to share eventually. Uh, But I will be in attendance uh, at, at the Browns games like many of you. Uh, but I may have some additional um, access to the Browns. And so looking forward to that opportunity. I'll give you more details as we get closer to the season. The season is right around the corner. And training camp starts, I think, next week on the 19th of July. That's when the rookies report. I think the 21st is when the veterans report. So it is coming fast and furious. Furious. 
and we couldn't be happier because it's been a little dull around here. I did talk last night about our brownies and several of them got married over the summer. Yes, several of them did. Harrison Bryant, clean cut Harrison Bryant. He married his wonderful wife, Sydney, and found some. If you want to Google their wedding, you can Google it on uh, the Internet. Just type in their names and um, they have their whole wedding uh, website there. And you can read all the details that that included a 56 passenger bus that they had for their guests. It looked like a wonderful wedding. Also, Tommy Tagawa. I can never get that name right, but the former Ohio State defensive lineman, he got married to his lovely bride, uh, Allie. They eloped in Hawaii, unexpected, but very exciting for um, family and friends there. And finally, we had the new Cleveland Brown, Juan Thornhill, who's coming over from the Kansas City Chiefs, who married his lovely wife, Reagan. They they did it up well. They got married at the PGA National um resort there i think out there in palm springs possibly out there in california so congratulations to all those guys hopefully those wedding bills and being married now will make uh the browns a definite super bowl contender (laughs) not but uh speaking of juan thornhill uh, you know he used to play for the kansas city chiefs and i don't know if any of you have been watching um any of these new series on Netflix. And I really hadn't until recently. And they have a series called the quarterback or yeah, it's called quarterback. And they are, they followed Patrick Mahomes, um, Marcus Mariota, who's the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. And they also followed Kirk cousins. Who's the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. And it's, I've only watched a few of the episodes, but it's really intriguing. They really they follow these players on and off the field, uh, really exclusive content that you wouldn't find anywhere else. So if you have Netflix, I would really encourage you to uh, check that out, especially if you're a football fan. It really gives you sort of the inside scoop on some things. That, you know, we always speculate as fans, what are these guys like? What do they talk about when they're on the field, off the field, when they're at home with their families? And uh, it's really interesting, uh, cool thing. You know, Kirk Cousins uh, played at Michigan State. He actually grew up in Western Michigan, uh, where uh, my my two uh, sons live, uh, Clay and Alec, over there in Grand Rapids. And um, just a an, a neat character, very humble, uh, big family, uh, younger kids, and uh, just a neat story there. Patrick Mahomes. I didn't realize Patrick Mahomes, uh, he started dating. Well, he, uh, his wife currently, and I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but she and him were like best friends in middle school. And they talked at the beginning of the show about how they kind of became more serious boyfriend, girlfriend. When they got into high school, uh, a lot of their friends thought they were just friends and, and they were, and then that, changed and uh now they're they've been married and uh, they have one child and i think another one on the way so congratulate congratulations to them so marcus mariota that's another really intriguing story you know he was the star of the league when he first was drafted and played for the tennessee titans and then he lost his job to ryan Tannehill, and now he's got this full-time gig in atlanta trying to make his way back, but it's, it's uh, neat stuff. So again, check that out. All right, folks, we're going to pause for a break. This is the Johnny Cleveland podcast. We will be right back. 
Okay, we are back on the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. I'm your host, John Suchan, and uh, just happy to have you here on this July 14th, the Friday. Beautiful day here in the Buckeye State. I'm getting making my way up to Wooster, Ohio here in a little bit to go watch a great performance of the Ohio Light, uh, Ohio Light Opera Theater uh, up there at the College of Worcester, and can't wait. I was sharing earlier that I haven't attended one of these events for many years. I used to be an usher when I was a child, and a kid in high school and so getting the return to do that is uh, real fun i'll be doing uh, going to the show with my dad and my mom and can't wait to do that this afternoon so we're doing our podcast right now and we'll get this out to you hopefully you're listening to our show right now um on your radio when you do listen to this but again we are part of the fanatical l's network you can follow us on apple on spotify just follow us subscribe just hit that follow button on on Apple and give us a rating of five and submit that. And then you're going to be anytime we have a show that pops up. I mean, we have one, it'll pop up on your phone or your iPad or your computer. And so you'll never miss a beat. We have so many great programs and so many great guys, as I talked about at the beginning of the show, please follow us along. And if you have any interest in participating or being interviewed um, on our show, please email the show. We haven't, we have an email. It's, the elves network at gmail.com. That's elves. It's E L F Z network at gmail.com. You can, um, you know, email the show. Uh, if you have any interest in, uh, you know, being part of our, our programming and, uh, we've had some really great guests on and we're going to have continue to have some excellent guests on in the future. So and as we get closer to the Brown season, uh, look, look forward to that. So, we also have giveaways. We're giving away free stuff, folks. We gave away a free pair of tickets. Uh, we recently gave away tickets to the Browns versus Baltimore Ravens game in week four. So congratulations to our winner there. So um, I was talking about the quarterback show on Netflix. If you get an opportunity, I would urge you to watch that. Um, not a lot of news going on in the world of Browns, but I, the um, part of the topic that has come up this week with Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach. I wrote an article for Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders. Wonderful group of uh, folks run by Natalie over there. And um, the article title was Job Security. Is it playoffs or busts for Kevin Stefanski? What is the bar? And that was really the the main uh, gist of the article. It wasn't necessarily that I hate Stefanski. Some of you uh, read the headlines. I I hope you actually read the articles. But the headline was, you know, what is really the bar? Is the bar winning the playoffs? If the Browns don't get to the playoffs, is Stefanski at risk of losing his job? Is there a certain number of wins that the team needs to get for him to keep his job? You know, he's won seven games. He's won eight games. If he falls under that, let's say six games, what happens then? Is he fired if he has six games or what were the circumstances? And then like last night we were talking with our contributors like Elliot and Sam, they were posing the question Elliot did about, you know, well, what, what happens to our, our players like Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett, if we only win six games or let's say seven games again, we're sub 500. Do those players stay with the team or do the Browns start looking to, to uh, trade them or, do those players demand a trade because the Browns aren't improving? And then does Stefanski have job security? I do not hate Kevin Stefanski. Let me repeat that. I do not hate Kevin Stefanski. 
I have written many articles about Kevin Stefanski. Many of them have been positive articles about Kevin. Yes, there have been some that have criticized his playmaking and some of the decisions he's made over the, over the last four seasons. It probably didn't help that he came into the year or came into his career with the Browns by winning those games and getting the team to the playoffs in year one. It's kind of set that bar high again, but it should be that high. The Browns on paper have one of the, the more talented groups this year. They've added depth everywhere, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They've added a new defensive coordinator, but with that comes time. It's going to take time to gel. But the problem is with the Browns season is they have that bye week in, in week five, those first four games I feel are monumental. They're playing all three teams in the, the division. And if they don't get off to a halfway decent start, if they're not two and two or uh, three and one after those first four games and they're on the opposite end, oh, and four, one and three, this fan base, you know this, I know this, how I'm going to feel. I'm going to be like, holy crap. Like, this is an issue. You have all this talent and you're not winning. The Browns open the season against the Cincinnati Bengals. To Stefanski's credit, they're 5-1 and one against the Bengals. They have to win week one. It's not like, okay, they can go 0-1. No, they have to win week one. That will establish a good start. Now, they won week one a year ago against the Carolina Panthers, and everybody, including myself, got pretty excited about it. And then reality hit in week two when they should have easily won that game, walking away. They got up two touchdowns, 13 points with two minutes to go in the game. They should not have lost that game, and they blew it. The coaches blew it. The players blew it. They blew it. So they went from two going potentially 2-0 and to 1-1, and and that sort of set the tone for a really rugged season. The Browns can't afford a rugged season. It's year four. Stefanski needs to step up, do his job, be professional, and go about his business and win games. And if they don't, that bar, you know, wherever it's set, it needs to be pretty high for him and his coaching staff. I would say probably if he wins seven or eight games, even despite the fact what I've just said, and it's a sub-500 season, I don't think the Browns' ownership D and Jimmy Haslam would potentially pull the trigger as far as letting him uh, go and walk out of his job and fire him, but we'll see what happens. So uh, I want to finish just real quickly uh, this uh, uh, on this Friday, July 14th with a little fun tidbits. I was looking uh, and if you're watching me on the screen, I've, I'm gathering my, uh, my, my notes. Um, there were some fun uh, statistics statistics that came out about how much money Browns fans or NFL fans are spending when they go to a typical game. So let's say you take a family of four to a game. So this would include like the game tickets. It, well, I don't know if it would include the game tickets. Let's see here. Is that what it says here? I'm looking through my notes here. I'm not sure if it includes the game tickets, but it would include... Oh, here it is. It would include um, four average price tickets, two uh, beers, two uh, four soft drinks, four hot dogs, uh, parking for the game, 
two game programs and two uh, additional ball caps, like or like some sort of apparel. So they did these calculations and they've been keeping track. This is according to this uh, group called U.S. Betting Report. And they gathered data for the last 10 years of all NFL, all major league franchises, including baseball and hockey. And this report just came out, but it shows kind of where each team is as far as that that typical cost. And they have the Browns ranked number two as the most ex- well the 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 most expensive. But they that they what they don't really you have to look at the details here. They've had the largest increase. They're not the most expensive of, with taking a family of four to a ball game, but they've had a seventy two percent increase from ten years ago. So typically, well, back in 2012, the Browns, a family of four who spent money on the hot dogs and the tickets and all that, spent $343. In 2022, last year, it increased to $593. That's a difference of $249, an increase of 72%. So that ranks number two as far as the percentage increase. Now, the number one increase was the Los Angeles or the Las Vegas Raiders. They went from $381 in 2012 to $738, a difference of $356, which is a 93% increase. Now, that's a big increase for both those teams. But really, if you look at the rest of the league, and I'm looking at some of these other teams here. So the Browns last year, a family of four going to a game would spend $593 on the tickets and all of that other stuff. But you have other teams that are higher than that, including the Philadelphia Eagles at $679, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at $649, um, that also includes the Green Bay Packers, who were higher, the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jacksonville, well, no, not Jacksonville, um, the Minnesota Vikings, um, the Denver Broncos, even the Houston Texans. So you can see that the there were numbers of NFL teams that are far more expensive to attend an NFL game. So even though you might hear stuff that says, oh, it's so expensive to go to a Cleveland game, it is an increase over the last 10 years for sure. But they're still one of the least expensive teams in the NFL, if that makes sense. So don't let all the numbers always trick you there. But um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Some of these teams, it costs a lot. Uh, They compared it also to um, other just franchises around the uh, country and – you know, like the Golden State Warriors who play basketball, they to go to a, a, a game there, it would cost you um, $740. Now, this is crazy, but back in 2012, of course, the Warriors, well, that was right before they got pretty good. Their cost then was $260. That's a percentage change difference of 183%, which is just nuts. Uh, very expensive um, to do that. So, you know, you're talking San Francisco, it's going to be costly, but it still is relatively inexpensive if you are a uh, Browns fan to attend those games. Um, you know, hopefully you'll, uh, I know it takes a lot. I mean, that is a lot of money. Anything, you know, you're, you're planning for a trip that's 500 or $600. Uh, that's not just uh, an easy thing to do every, every weekend. So uh, if you are taking your families and uh, 
those sorts of things. I applaud you. And uh, I, I hope you enjoy the game. That's why, you know, in this day and age with the Browns and, and any of these teams that are playing, that's, you know, it's expensive. And the fans, I mean, people say, well, the players don't, and organizations don't care what the fans say and do. And I understand that argument. I get that. But um, it's an entertainment business. It's it's business. It's entertainment. And um, if you're, you know, you're going to have to shell out some some money for that. So, Anyway, well, folks, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. The weekend is just getting started and uh, looking forward to another group of shows this upcoming week with Unfanatical Elves Network. Uh, again, thank you for tuning into my Johnny Cleveland uh, podcast this week. I do not hate Kevin Stefanski. I do not hate Kevin Stefanski. And uh, just want to make sure everybody out there knows that. Uh, again, have a great day and remember always to, that's right, keep smiling. Take care.